On this week's episode, we talk about the NFL Draft and CMU Baseball's eight-game winning streak as they're now in first place in the Mid-American Conference. It's finals and graduation week, and our guest is business owner and Mount Pleasant native Johnny Hunter. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Coach Mac, what's going on? Well, you know, this is actually uh, finals week, so the guys... Uh Obviously, an important week for everybody, all the students here, but uh, a little bit different, a lot of online finals. Mm -hmm. So talking to the guys, you know, I met with uh, each one of our players here um, over the last week and a half and just visiting with them about kind of what it's been like, you know, with the online world and, you know, just a handful actually are doing in-person uh, finals. And yet uh, uh, we're excited about that piece. I know... Uh, they're getting set up right outside our back door here, getting ready for uh, graduation and visiting with uh, Dr. Davies, our president. Um, I think he's uh, brushing up on eight separate speeches, I think, that he's got to mm -hmm. give or something like that. Uh, but I'm excited for the, the, the experience and using the stadium where, you know, the graduates will, will get their due, get their pictures on the big, big screen and, and – uh, I, I'm really excited for it. I think it'll be great. It kind of looks like they're getting ready for a concert out there right yeah. now. They got the stage set up in the uh, south end zone, ready to roll. Yeah, and like you were saying, hopefully the rain uh, stops and halts, and uh, if not, maybe we get a dome put on this thing real <laughs> quick. Huh? Yeah, that's that's just a couple couple hundred bucks. I <laughs> yeah, think just slap just, that over the top, just to throw a big tarp over it. But uh, no, it's 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 neat. I I just love this time of year in general. I think yeah. Uh, you know, the excitement was spring, and, and obviously for us finishing up spring practice, and now the kids get a chance to kind of, uh, you know, let themselves uh, relax just a little bit before we really tip it off here in June. Did you put in a word to the Chippewa students and say flats only on the turf? <laughs> no. We got to play there in the fall? No, I'm, I'm sure that uh, yeah, we got enough cleats running around yeah. there. I think, I, think uh, I would, however, if I were to, give any advice um anybody that's wearing kind of high heels uh it can get stuck yeah down there in the uh, in the turf so be careful yeah absolutely uh by the way just because we're looking out there right now and your office obviously overlooks the field uh, i see khalil pimpleton a couple guys out there getting some reps in outside yeah. of practice is that something you keep an eye on with your <coughs> big window over here see no you know there? i mean it's 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 great for the kids um you know we've got a uh, handful of guys that really aren't going to go home but are actually going to stay here and just do some voluntary workouts uh, um, but but this gives them a uh, a great chance to just get out there and work uh, see some guys running stairs and obviously working on the on the field itself so uh, it's great to see and and uh, those guys uh, are driven to be great yeah, I can't wait to see what they look like after all the hard work put in from this spring season and obviously once we get going with, with fall camp as well. NFL draft was this weekend, a little bit yeah. different than the virtual yeah, for the most part draft we saw last year. I tell you, it was, it was, it was fun. And, again, I think, I think they picked a great time and a great weekend to kind of do it. I mean, it depends on when the derby falls a little bit, but uh, from a sports standpoint, uh, I think the viewership and, and the interest was, was huge. Um, and, and watching some of those players, 
you know, guys that either I'd recruited in the past, uh, knew of them, played against them. And it was pretty cool to see that, that uh, of our 2016 signing class uh, when we were at Florida, uh, 17 of the 23 guys uh, either currently playing in the NFL or were drafted uh, just the other day. So um, I tell you what, it, it puts a smile on your face. And I just tell you how happy I am for those families and and what those kids put in and what they went through. So. That's cool, but, you know, I think it's great because you get the draft and it's like every team is undefeated, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even like, no disrespect, but the Bengals fans get excited, right? It's like, uh, you know, hmm, you know, what does that mean? But, uh, no, I think it's 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 a great time and it's fun to watch. And, and, of course, looking at the different guys that you know of and where they fit, and I think it's it's a lot of fun. What did you think with the trend this year, specifically in the first round? Yeah, the, it was quarterback, quarterback wide man. receiver. Wow, same uh, school. So yeah, the quarterbacks, but then you had the wide receivers going with the former teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's something that that you know it's really interesting, and, and it's it'll be interesting now to look next year and see how many quarterbacks get drafted in the first round. Obviously, they they said that this draft ha- obviously was heavy in that position. A lot of people that liked them. And yet, uh, I think it really goes to show where teams are starting to lean now towards outscoring people and making it hard on defenses. Because when you look at all that first-round talent that was offense, I thought that was real interesting. Are you surprised that there hasn't been more of that in the past where you naturally take a quarterback and then a year or two after you you take a guy that they played with? Because it seems like already they're going to have that natural chemistry, which should help out your team. No, I think it's it's a (laughs) – to me, it's a no-brainer as long as that guy fits the, the qualities of that round pick. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you think of Tua now being able to, you know, throw to Waddle, who, you know, they had a lot of time on task. You know, Burrow to Chase, obviously, a lot of time on task. You know, I, I, a lot of those things when you start to, you know, you wonder – how much influence maybe do those guys have in the owner's ear mm-hmm. when you're looking at a first-round pick? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was al- it's always fun to watch the draft and just see the storylines and how it plays out. Did, curious, how much do you watch? Do you just watch the first night and kind of keep updated, or do you watch through the first you know, three days? I always have it on, you know, it's, it, wherever I'm at, I'll be listening to it. Uh, I'll have it on the background. I'll always kind of keep my eye to the ticker. Uh, just to see where some of those guys go. Uh, you know, we had a, a guy that I coached with at Alabama, and he was on my staff at Florida, and his son uh, got drafted. He was a defensive lineman uh, out of Duke and a defensive end, and they did a great story on on, on him and you know, Chris Jr., Chris the Third, I should say, and, and then obviously his dad who's now coaching uh, with uh, the Bears. But uh, – some of those personal, you know, inside stories are awful fun to follow. Yeah, it was uh, fun to watch and obviously wanted to shout out uh, one of your former Chippewas, Tony Pulgin, yeah, picked him, up by him Baltimore. Getting an opportunity. Uh, and I, I really think uh, he, he'll make it. I, I, I really do. I felt when he left that, that he was a ultra-talented guy, um, you know, we we obviously got calls about him and just spoke, you know, 
so highly of him, his character, what kind of player he is, and and really still developing into the position. You now being a late transition to tight end from quarterback, I uh, really felt he came a long ways. And and you know what I I, I think he'll make the roster uh, just because there's not a lot of those kind of athletes walking around. Yeah, he covet that size, and obviously he had great hands. He showed yep. that in 2019 for you guys, a, a big part in helping you get to the MAC championship. Oh, no game. doubt about him, and and uh, you know it was a big void uh, for us to kind of uh, work around when he wasn't here. But we're happy for him. He came by the office, um, you know, and actually worked out here for a week, uh, you know, prior to the draft. So uh, we were, it was good to see him, and and happy for him that he found a home uh, in Baltimore. I think it's really cool. I saw the saw the article about uh, the 49ers reaching out to, to Coach Zordich about Ambry Thomas, a former guy sure. at Michigan. And I imagine you've been on those calls as well, Absolutely. whether it's your Florida guys, yeah. Michigan guys, CMU uh, guys. Nico Collins, you know, yeah. I got that call because I had an opportunity to coach him for that year. And it, I, I think people would really be amazed at how deep these teams dig for information on these guys. I mean, if there's any kind of connection, um, you know, our, our staff here getting getting questions, not only Coach Zordich about some of his former players, but, you know, guys on our staff, uh, those guys do their homework now, and, and they do everything they can to not leave any rock, you know, unturned. And, and uh, it's, it's always fun, and uh, especially when they're kind of your guys or you have interest in them, uh, to be able to spread the good news about those guys. Is that a subtle, uh, subtle message to the NFL fans to maybe take it easy on the initial, like, hate towards if they don't like a pick because of how much those yeah. owners and everybody does their homework. Yeah. I, I More that goes into it, I mean. But I think that's what makes a draft so good, yeah. man, is uh, it, and, and look, you're, you're in the radio business. It gives you now another month of stuff to talk about right? instead of just talking about how the Tigers are doing this week, right? That's right. Yeah, well, we don't have to see any more 2021 NFL mock drafts. That was the best part of this <laughs> that, weekend. There you go. One thing we have had great greatness going on here in Mount Pleasant is the CMU baseball team has won yeah. eight in a row. Holy mackerel. Eight in a row. They're on. You know, you think about when they caught fire here a couple of years ago when they mm -hmm. could go and they went to the tourney and, and had that big win uh, down in Mississippi and, and – uh, to think they're kind of catching their stride right at the right time. And from what I understand, a seven-inning seven uh, uh, perfect game was pitched. First uh, in school history. I mean, unbelievable. But uh, big weekend series, 1-2 uh, matchup here with was it Ball State coming in here. And, and uh, that will be good. Hopefully we get some people out there to watch the ball game. Yeah, 28-11 uh, and 11 now. They're 20-4. First place by game, as Coach mentioned, against Ball State. It was Jordan Patty, a Midland native, so a guy right down the road. Uh, he's been stellar the last few weeks here. And uh, it, it makes sense. I know we didn't have 2020, but if you think about the last time CMU baseball went to the tourney, mm -hmm. they did it back-to-back. -back. They go 94-95, had the long drought. So it would make sense they can win this thing, get back there. It'll be back-to-back -back again. Well, you know, I mean, the bit I heard, and even from the year that they were uh, in Starkville, I think is where that the the regional was then when they played and beat beat the Hurricanes, right? Um, I how much fun do these guys have in the dugout? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you, t I mean, 
I don't know how you put up with it sometimes, but the, the energy, and and I had guys that, that knew nothing about Central Michigan baseball but became fans of theirs during that tournament just because of how those guys uh, have a good time and, and, and really enjoy playing the game, and you can tell they care about each other, and that's, that's a big piece of a team game. I think they, they don't forget, right, yeah. that it is a game. You know, we yeah. get so locked in on to – how these guys are doing and the importance surrounding each game and each pitch and the series and all that. But at the end of the day, whether it's football, baseball, they're having fun. It's what they grew up playing and that's what they enjoy doing. Yeah, but I think they do a great job, that coaching staff, as far as 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 getting those guys to really enjoy the game. And, and, you know, I'm excited to actually talk to our guest this week, John Hunter, who actually coaches the game at at a high school level. He's done it at a peewee level he's done it all the way through and and just to see the joy of of seeing kids go out and compete and enjoy it should be a lot of fun yeah i think so well let's bring him on uh johnny hunter one of the staples here in mount pleasant what's going on nothing great great to be here wait i i gotta tell you i i really enjoy this one only because this guy does so much for central michigan athletics and he and his family uh long time local family um probably his property value actually went down when Karen and I moved into the barn because we're <laughs> kind of neighbors. We are neighbors, that's for sure. <laughs> and and uh, I'm sure he was like, oh, shoot, there goes everything that I put into this house as soon as the Clampets moved in. And uh, that that would be us. But uh, at the same time, John, welcome, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Coach. Yeah. So this your connection with Central Michigan goes – in a lot of different ways, and obviously as a youngster growing up in this town, tell us a little bit about that, all right, as, as you grew up, uh, and then we'll get into kind of all the businesses that you dabble in right now, and obviously it's been a tough time for a lot of those, but growing up a Chippewa, how, how was that? That was amazing. First of all, you know, Mount Pleasant, I, I mean this, is one of the best towns to live in. It's a great place to raise a family. Got a Division One culture. It's just uh, I can't speak highly enough about it and the people that reside here and the people that come to school here and work here. So I'm a proud member of the Chippewa family. I'm a proud Mount Pleasant native. And, I mean, I grew up going to all the football, basketball games, the Marley years. I, you know, the football players used to babysit me because they worked for right. my father at the bar. So How about that? Yeah, so just, you know, in – full you know full circle the hunter family really owes everything that we have to this university and the opportunities they provided us you know that's an interesting kind of uh thought right there is as a business owner and obviously what the university can do to help those businesses kind of expand on that a little bit well you know we ebb and flow with the university if the university is going great and the football team's having an outstanding year well, it just kind of goes right through the community. The rest of us business owners have a great year. And, you know, we, you know, if we get a big win, everyone's happier. They're just more, more apt to be out. And it's just a, it's just a great atmosphere um, on game day around here. Sure. Now, uh, get to the business end. You know, you're, you and your mom have interest in uh, – quite a few places when it kind of when you break it down but you know i'll start with the cabin because i get a pass it on the way home every day yep uh of course o'kelly's and the wayside that sit 
right over here on the corner. Yep. Um, and then you go out to the <coughs> Yale House, and you you transformed that, I believe, from a piano bar or something. Yep, it was a dueling piano island-themed concept that didn't work in a cornfield in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of islands around here. Yeah, yeah that yeah. we later changed into a, a brewery restaurant concept <laughs> that's been successful. So we lived and we learned. Yeah. No, and, and uh, you know, as you kind of do that, kind of what are some of the things that, that are some of the hardest things, you know, as far as keeping those businesses going and, and, and as you – Great places, great food. They they help our guys a ton and and do a lot of meals for us. But uh, on top of that, kind of what are some of the things that you kind of go through? And obviously, how how were you able to handle what we just went through as a business owner and during the COVID times? Yep. Well, just like running my businesses is kind of similar to probably running a football program. You got to have great communication. Um, you're only as good as the the players or employees that you have and your managers, your coordinators are the people that help you. And I'm fortunate enough, just like you are, to have great people that work for me and help me achieve our goals. So there's day-to-day challenges. It's a grind. You know, some days I get up and I'm like, well, here we go again. Yeah. But you got to be able to, you know, reload and restock and face the challenges every day that you have and just know that it's not always going to be perfect. But if your head's in the right spot and you work through it and you communicate, that things will, you know, be successful in the end. So, you know, it's interesting because the employee piece is one of the <laughs> hardest things any of us deal with, and, and it doesn't matter at what level that is. Um, but for you having those coordinators, those managers, kind of how long have some of those people been with you? Well, that's – so my dad passed away in uh, 17, mm-hmm. and I remember one thing that was astounding to me is – he had the same manager from the original 1975, wow. Norm Smith, mm-hmm. who was a CMU football player um, back in the late 70s. And he um, he had worked there his entire life, so 45 years or whatever it was. The janitor was original. Um, so we you know, were fortunate enough at the higher end of our management, everyone stays with us. We just don't turn over. Right. They, just, they stay till they retire, or I guess we get into a new concept and we get a new manager and – they were once a young central kid, and now they're older. So, so your uh, your time obviously having to <laughs> check on all those businesses on a daily basis, and yet what you give to this community, and let's really talk about the youth. Obviously, Sacred Heart Academy is something that's uh, close to you. Yeah, I'm very passionate about Sacred Heart. Um, great school. I'm a graduate of there, and I just they did let you graduate <laughs> barely. Okay, good. <laughs> The, the lady had to work to get me into Loyola <laughs> University yeah, of Chicago. Yeah. She had to call in a personal uh, <laughs> favor, a Jesuit favor, to get me in. But, yeah, I just, I'm passionate about Sacred Heart. Um, I love what I see going on there. I'm happy to have my children there. And, and I'm also passionate about Mount Pleasant High School, too. There's a lot of good things going on with those. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't even mention my rivalry. The Beale, Beale City's got it going on, too. So right. just happy about all the local stuff we have and just being part of that. You know what, I've been amazed, even with a couple of our coaches, how well coached some of the youth leagues are in this area, <coughs> you know, and, and people devoting their time to the kids, because that's really what it's all about. And I've got to tell the story. I was looking out the window the other day, and there was this guy in full uniform, all right? And I, what the heck? He had a full baseball uni on. And it's John, you, you had to take the reins uh, for a 
for a doubleheader. Yeah, well, Coach Hartman, who's who's my coach uh, for 39 years, the Sacred Heart Varsity head baseball coach, had a trip to Florida already planned, and because of COVID, things got rescheduled, and there it was in the schedule. And I'm the assistant coach, and he said, "Well, <laughs> Coach Hunter, you get to you get to lead the Irish today." And I said, "All right." So, got uh, got things packed up, jumped on the bus with the boys, we went over and played a doubleheader at Coleman, and we had some success. We we split it, and. I was hoping to win two sure. because I think he's close to the all-time winningest high school baseball coach because he's been coaching for 39 years, and I wanted to just win two and never coach a head coach game again so I could say I held the, you know, the percentage record. But, you know, so now it's baseball season, but let's back into basketball season. And I know that, that the high school had a great but, – but you actually helped coach uh, some of that as well, right? Yep, I've, I've been the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade basketball coach at Sacred Heart for a long time. Coached actually both my boys sometimes when I'm in and out of JV or middle school, uh, part of the Mount Pleasant Basketball Club originally. So I've been coaching for a long time basketball. And then I'm even going to jump into the football piece. Tell yep. us about that. Yeah, I did some rocket football coaching uh, back in the day, and I was also on uh, lucky to be a part of the board members to raise our turf for the football field, which both Sacred Heart and Mount Pleasant have got to enjoy. And it's been nice to see that facility work out for us because it's been important. Well, really important. And, and, you know, I don't think anybody realizes the beating that, that the facilities take with all the athletic sports. And then being in a community where – our weather might not be the greatest all the time. To be able to use the turf is something that's special for everybody. It was something we needed. It was, I, I believe it was a $750,000 raise or something and um, benefited soccer as well. Some of the track upgrades, locker rooms, um, you know, it definitely has helped with the program. I, I always find it crazy. So when the Rocket Football program started, which was prior to me, the original group of kids that played in that original Rocket Football inaugural year when they were in third grade, both teams, Mount Pleasant and Sacred Heart, both played in the state championship when those kids were seniors. Oh, how both. about that? So that's a testament to yeah. how building a program like the Rocket Football program and these upgrades that we had led to, you know, the championship culture. Yeah. No, I, t I, I got to tell you that, again, you can tell a lot about a community as to how involved they are in youth sports, youth projects, because... You know, investing in them is really our future. And uh, you guys do a great job of that here. Um, you know, as you, as you kind of uh, look through and look kind of down the road, what are some of the things that, that you kind of see? And I know you're heavily involved in, in music festivals as well. And I, I will ask this before I even go to that. How the heck do you, from going and possibly getting your law degree, at, at Loyola, Chicago, coming back and coaching all these sports, but have your hand in music festivals. How the heck that happened? It, it just um, kind of organically happened. The, the Wayside, which has always been in the family you know, business, you can't keep it full all the time. Yeah. So I, when I was a younger, about you know, 10, 15 years ago, what can we do in that space to create some revenue? And so I started playing around with concerts, and then somehow I got pretty decent at it. And then next thing I know, I'm connected with some guys out of Columbus, Ohio, and we have a music festival, and then now we've spawned off to a bunch, and it's just, uh, heck, even even got my kid in on the gig. He was DJ, formerly DJ Dill Pickle. Now yeah. he's 
Dylan uh-huh. with a rebrand. So just kind of another avenue to to do you know to do something with that keeps me busier than I need to be. I think uh, I actually wear my DJ Pickle T-shirt probably more than the than these guys ever know because. Uh, it's kind of cool kind of knowing somebody that's got their own brand, you know. He puts yep. on a good show. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's done some stuff, and we're excited for the future with him. And, you know, with COVID, he's had to ride the ups and downs, and he's taken it um, probably much like your athletes where he's, you know, stuck with it and ready for the next chapter. Sure. So as as you have now, tell us, are we opening up now some of these festivals? Uh, where are you at with that? Well, I can see them getting opened up in other states. We've went ahead with our date announcements to when we're doing stuff, mm-hmm. and then we're getting ready to announce lineups and go on sales soon. So from what we're seeing and what we're hearing from you know the local health departments and stuff, that it looks like the, the future is that we'll, in the fall can, we can be back to somewhat of a normal type of event sure. schedule. Man, that's fantastic. Hey, uh, I just, you know, every time I talk with you and I visit with you, I, I I kind of bust his chops a little bit because I actually listen to more than he even realizes. And some of the things that, that you do and the way you think outside the box, tell me where that kind of came from as far as even running your businesses. Well, it probably came from my mom. Mm-hmm. So she seems to have a lot of passion in her. And I think, you know, she's always taught me to, you know, keep moving and do stuff. And, and I've, I think I, I think I embrace the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you can't do a music festival. Well, all right, I'm going to try it. Or, you know, we started our brewery with the fermentation science program. We got some great beer over there. So I never thought we'd be able to have a brewery, but here we are having a brewery. So I like the challenge. I like working with people. Um, I mean, that's just kind of what it's all about. So the, you know, talking on that brewery end, um, kind of with collaboration, you know, to a, de- to a degree right here at Central Michigan, how did that all come about? Well, we had that restaurant, Coco Joe's, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working out. And so we we actually we named it Hunter's Ale House. And I was originally against the idea because we the other concept didn't didn't go too well. Sure. But uh, a local attorney, Joe Barbary, said, hey, listen, if you want to have pride in something, you put your name on it. And so we put Hunter's Ale House on it, and everything's fallen into to place because we put our, our name on it. So... So I'd agree with that. And then when we were thinking, we're like, hey, well, what's the next step? we got to brew beer. We need something different to draw them out there. And um, the Central was starting a fermentation science program at that point, so it just made sense. And uh, we got a great professor, Cordell Diamante, that's helped us get into that. And um, Steve Sweeney, our head brewer, and it's just been fun to watch the students come beer, brew the beer. And and then it takes life in, at our place. and. It's uh, we're excited to figure out the licensing because I think down the road there might be an opportunity for us to have some of this beer showcased at Central Michigan Athletic events. Sure. Um, you know, I envision I'm a dreamer and a thinker, but I envision some type of beer garden at a at a, a Central baseball game that people would go after you know school or work and meet up and try these different beers that were brewed by students and catch a game. I just think that would be wonderful. Obviously, that goes hand in hand with football and maybe even in McGurk Arena for basketball. But the baseball thing, I could just see how that could be such a social aspect. And people would realize after year after year, they'd start catching more baseball games. Yeah. Just by being invited to an event or something. Sure. And so where do the food trucks come in? 
food trucks. Well, <laughs> I, well, I had to be resourceful. Yeah. This <laughs> I had to be resourceful, and right now there's a elephant ear truck sitting yeah. in front of the wayside, yeah, so I'm is. starting a circus. Which, by the way, just to let you know, I did get a corn dog there uh, on Sunday. My I treated my wife to dinner on Sunday. We stopped and had a corn dog at the right there in your parking lot. It well, was how was fantastic, it? Good. by the way. Fantastic. Glad to hear. Yeah. Treated starting her to dinner, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was either that or Sam's Club. I'm starting my carnival <laughs> business. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I'm surprised Coach Mack hasn't brought this up, especially when you said we're hoping to get back to some normalcy in the fall. I think it's at least every other show. He's like, when are we – when are we going to get back to Hunter's, having the show at Hunter's Ale House? You're he, putting the heat on him right now. I know. He does this. All right. So he has yeah. no idea what – but I'll be interested for this answer. When When do you think? Like, when When are Coach Mack and I going to get to get to show our faces in there? What's the prediction well, today's here? Today is Monday, and the coaches shows usually on Thursdays. Yeah. I'm ready this Thursday if you guys are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, it, it's a great show. I mean, we yeah. love that show. It's um, I could just tell in the beginning um, when Coach was here that it was something that was going to be special, maybe, maybe more of a show than we've had in the past just because of Coach's passion and yeah. the following that he's got in Mount Pleasant just by being social. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, the staff that you brought in. They're the type of people that we're so proud to have in this community, and I can see why – you like them and why they're going to be successful because they're, they're great and awesome. And that's this culture that, that we're part of. And it's the CMU athletics, the head football coach brings that to this town. And we appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, I, uh, I can't brag on these guys enough. And, and, uh, like Johnny and, and some of the guys I've been fortunate to really get to know uh, on a personal basis since we've moved here. I think, I think all you guys can see uh, uh, that's a pretty good crew of guys. 100%. Yeah. Well, great to have John Hunter on to join us. So impactful in the Mount Pleasant community, and we love every one of his spots, whether it's the cabin, O'Kelly's, Hunter's, as he told us a little bit about. But uh, a lot of great nights, a lot of great food, and great beverage options at all those places. Oh, it's, it's, they're outstanding. Of course, uh, you, you pinning him down on us getting back to doing our radio show, I'm – I'm really excited about that now that we can maybe get the green light and get that rolling. But, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, so many people in this community, and I, I'm kind of really happy that with this format that we're able to showcase some of those guys and some of the people that have done so much for this area, this town, obviously the university, and in, in Johnny's case, you know, the youth that have gone through here in uh, – no, I think I think that, uh, like I've always said, and I say it over and over on this podcast, you know, it's the, the city of Mount Pleasant. It's about the people, and there's just, as we're finding out, there's just really great people here. And we love doing the podcast here at the Don and Mary Harder Hospitality Suite in the Chippewa Champion Center, but as as John was saying, there's something special about the community members and the football fans and just Central Michigan fans in general that pack hunters every time we're on there on Thursday. It's a, it's a loud, unique environment where you can come out, see some of the fans. They can get some food, get some drinks, and obviously we can talk some CMU football. Well, I think we even give them a chance to ask some questions, uh, which is always interesting to me. Um, and uh, I always look forward to that segment. 
especially when Brock's working the room. Say, Isn't that pretty cool? I, I think they're a little more timid when a big 300-pound <laughs> former offensive lineman is handing the microphone in their face. But yeah. give them credit. It works, get out out, there. works out great. Yeah, it Have you figured does. that date then for the first uh, – what would that work out to? What's that Thursday? First. We'll open up on a Saturday, right? September 4th. I mean, I we might as well start pubbing it. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Well, I mean, that would be the second if you wanted a little pregame. A little pregame uh, Hunter's Ale House coaches show would be September 2nd. Or you could do the 9th, which would be the first Thursday after that opening game against Missouri. Well, I think we ought to kick it off right to begin with, don't yeah, you? I think so. And, and uh, kind of get the momentum going. And hopefully the three or four people that are listening to this podcast will be there. Yeah. Right? Get over to Hunter's, absolutely. Okay, September 2nd. We're going to we're gonna write it down, and uh, we'll talk to our people, see if we can make that happen. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Coach, I'm going to put you on the uh, put you on the spot here, too. Now, we I talked to you about this, but uh, lug nut season starts. Uh-huh. Let's go nuts. May 4th. Uh-huh. You're a big lugs guy. Uh, our GM, Tyler Parsons, is a Chippewa, and he told me to tell you that you, the family, anybody you want to bring down, come to the game. He's going to put you up in the owner's suite. He's a big chip one. He wants to have you at a game. So I think we got to get you out there one time this season. Well, we still happen to have Johnny on the on this. Uh, what do you think? You think we can get a crew together to go root on the nuts? Oh yeah, and I got a couple little league baseball players that probably really enjoy that. There we <laughs> that go. would be great. There we go. So uh, I appreciate you getting that set up for us as always. And uh, you know, hopefully one of these times I'll be able to watch a game on the radio while you're calling it. Uh, that's what I hope. I'm, I want a full-page critique on how I sound. There you go. Make sure I know how you like the games, and uh, obviously it's it's always great to have baseball back. So we'll have to get you down there. That's right. Uh, Coach, on a more uh, serious note, I wanted sure. to save this for the end, but uh, an update on your quarterback, yeah, John, Keller. John how's, Keller. How's he doing? Well, um, you know, he's still got a long ways to go, but, but uh, over the weekend uh, his dad, Ray, sent us a note um, Things are trending in the right direction. Uh, he was able to actually get off the ventilator, which is absolutely huge. Uh, you know, disoriented. Um, obviously, a lot of questions there as well, but uh, trending in the right direction. And so I just want to say thanks for, you know, all the people, uh, you know, that have s- sent their, their, their wishes and their prayers, uh, thoughts along John's way and, and – uh, you know, we, we we just keep looking forward to a, a, a good recovery and still got a long ways to go. But, uh, you know, it's uh, the outpouring has been fantastic. It hasn't gone unnoticed from his family and uh, very appreciative of the Chippewa family and, and football family and in doing all the different things uh, to be there. And I, th- I think that's a real important part. Small amount of news, but positive, yes. especially considering the state and how serious it continues to be, but how serious it was a couple of weekends ago. Absolutely. Well, uh, this week, as we move forward, you talked about it. It's it's finals week and graduation. And uh, by the way, you you we didn't even talk about the guys that uh, are graduating slash get an opportunity to walk because this, this didn't happen last year. Who on the football team do we need to keep an eye out for? Well, um, you know, Bernard Raymond, Troy Hairston, Austin Herget, and Mark Petrito, all guys that have been on our teams in the past. Uh, Jonathan Burkhorst, Jeraymond Hall, uh, Eric Ditsazy, and, and DeAndre Dill, all guys that are, you know, played here in this stadium. And how, how cool will it be for them to actually 
finish their graduation walking through the stadium. I think that, that that's going to be a special, special event. And uh, I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, full circle, really, that they yeah. play. And then, uh, honestly, I, I know we had some – it was different, but for the few games you had at home this past year, sometimes we could have limited mm -hmm. amount of family members and friends, and then there was – None. There were a lot. So I would imagine this is going to be the biggest crowd that they've had in there in a couple of years. No. I, and, and uh, you know, there's plenty of room, plenty of, uh, you know, being able to social distance and, and all the things. I know that, they, uh, you know, the, the university and the powers to be have, have done a fantastic job on really uh, checking every box as to how we can do it and yet still have a great experience for these CMU grads. And then just to update everybody curious, uh, as the players graduate and, uh, you know, as they finish their finals for the ones that aren't graduating, you know, some are sticking around, but they won't have to be back until early June. Yeah, so. first of June, we'll, we'll get things kind of kicked off. And, and as we talked about uh, the last uh, program, um, really great news that we're going to be able to get some people back on campus. We've got... Uh, two real busy um, official visit weekends scheduled, uh, guys that have uh, committed to those visits. I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to have the opportunity for some um, limited spots, but uh, give a call, get, a, get, in, get involved in our summer camps. We'll get those back going. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably more excited about that, that, that now we're going to get an opportunity not only to show off this facility, but actually get some people back into the community of Mount Pleasant. And uh, you know what, going to some of the different places, you know, like, like John's places and this and that for a bite to eat and really see what a great place Mount Pleasant is. And then this will come out on May 4th. That's coincidentally exactly four months until that first kickoff. The countdown is on. That's Football's right. coming. That's exactly right. We can't wait for it to get started, but uh, in the meantime, we've got to circle our calendars for September 2nd. Yes. At Hunter's Ale House. That's the more important date. There you go. That's right. Let's not forget about that. We'll continue to, to harp on it every show. Okay. September 2nd. Well, Coach, thanks again for doing this. As always, great to hear from you. We enjoyed our guest, Johnny Hunter, and uh, have a great week. We'll do this again. All right, and let's go nuts. All right, don't screw up the call. Hey. You got me? First, first game. Give me, give me my first <laughs> week to kind of hash things out here. All we'll right. get back in here. All right. <laughs>